now for the thousands in attendance and the millions around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! African 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 Hip Hop Blog Podcast. I used to play play guy boss African hip hop blog handy. Welcome back to the African Hip Hop Blog Podcast. It's your boy Phil Chad. And I've got an accomplished uh, beatsmith, uh, beat maker, pad pounder, scratch. <laughs> Scratch master, none other than your boy Beat Mochini. His mom knows him as Stefan Litsike. You might remember him as Trompy back in the day. The human beat machine. <laughs> Black spam. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. So many AKs, bro. So many names. So yeah. many names. <laughs> I'm, I'm still Trompy. Yeah. That's my that's my name. That's my formal name. Oh, word? Yeah. Um, it's it's not a pseudonym or or something that I got from the street. No, it's, mm. it's from home. Okay. From home. Okay. 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 No, I thought yeah. you had gone through like a name change because you had stopped calling yourself Trumpy on all your tracks and not beat Mochini. So I was like, okay, okay, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Now the thing is, the the thing is, like you know, when people have that um, mentality of there was a an old in fact there's still an, uh, that quite a group called Trumpies so mm-hmm. they, they always distinguish me um, with those guys and sometimes ask, ask me too many questions about how I got the name and so forth so I was tired, tired of explaining myself mm. yeah yeah I can imagine I, for, for our listeners who aren't familiar with um, the South African culture what's the significance of the name Trumpies um, Trumpies or Trombi? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, now even I don't know the difference. So why don't you break it down? What's it, what's what's the difference between Trompi and Trompies? Okay, Trompies is a quite a group, mm-hmm. right? That's that's them. I can actually actually say more about that. But when it comes to Trompi, um, I was given that name by my folks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually named after this uh, Afrikaner sitcom from B and the Boxer Bandit. That's how I got the name. Okay. So um, I used that anyway because that's my name. I used that um, because I didn't have a better name as a producer. So I thought, well, let me just go with my own original name. So. That's how it was. Okay, okay. okay. So, mm. so then, where did the moniker like Black Spam come from? Yeah, man. Like that one. That one came through when I was actually like a rapper. Okay. I was. I was. I was a rapper back then, and um, you know, when when you're a rapper, you need to have um, very cool names. Um, those names that have um, a particular meaning to something else, something different to what you are. So um, 
I took BLEK, um, that's a pseudonym for Blood Live Events Confusion. That was me back then, mm-hmm. and um, combined it with uh, sperm, and then boom, black sperm. And I, and I used it when I was rapping. Mm-hmm. So I, I continued on, continued on, and next thing you know, I faded away from rapping, did people's um, choruses, um, back them up, blah, blah, blah. And one thing that led to another, I stopped. I stopped altogether. <laughs> Hence, I actually even got to a point where I was like, ah, you know what, that sucks. Uh, I'd rather like just focus on something something better, which which at the time was producing. Interesting, interesting. So, uh, give us a breakdown. Um, first of all, I'm very interested to know, like, how were the crowds responding when you'd come on stage and be like, "Yo, my name's Black Spam. Put your hands up." <laughs> They'll be shocked, bro. They'll be shocked. <laughs> They'll be shocked. I mean, like, there's still people that are shocked whenever I tell them that name. Mm. They're still shocked. They're like, "What the hell were you thinking?" Uh, guys, I wasn't actually thinking that much. I, I I just thought that it's just a passing phase kind of a name. And yeah, that was it. I didn't mm. even think beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you make me regret the name now. I know I just I just I just I just got some questions. I just got some questions. <laughs> Hey man, so so tell us like back then, um, well, who are you working with? What type, what type of music were you making? Uh, is that stuff still available online? Can people go and find it right now? Um, back then, I was working with uh, this um, artist called Star, mm-hmm. um, a rapper called Star. Um, I don't think anything that we did is online. We used to actually sell the CDs or just give them for free, depending on what kind of project was it. And um, I used to work with um, a group called Trek Ages. Um, also, like it was pre-internet type of a situation. Mm. The so stuff what year was this? This was like in the 90s, bro, mid, early 90s, mid 90s. And then, and then uh, late 90s, that's when I started now to, to, to experiment with the internet a little bit. I never actually put on stuff until I think uh, early 2000s when I, I was working with uh, Flex Boogie. Mm. Back then it was called Hakim. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's his that's his name still. So, um, I worked with Flex Boogie, and we put stuff online. And Pens and Swords was actually born from that. Um, one of the songs that was featured on Pens and Swords was on a award-winning mixtape by DJ Lemonka called Motswako Tape Volume One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it it it, it had quite. Um, traction from there and that's when people t- uh, started taking notice of this guy called beat machine or back then called Trombi. okay 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 all right all right, all right. so at what point do you start making the transition from just an artist to a producer i made a transition from 
being an artist to a DJ before oh. um, a producer to a DJ because um, I, I I was I was in this in this group back then where we looked for producers. I tried you know um, putting together stuff, but it didn't actually work out. Um, then when we split, uh, I thought to myself, well, the best thing next to being an MC is DJing. I got into DJing um, around 96 and I started like, you know, pushing, doing gigs, being everywhere. And next thing you know, you get the love of just doing just production. So transition became from, um, came from being an MC to a DJ, then to a producer. Mm. Mm, so okay. yeah, it's it's a whole metamorphosis from. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as as a DJ, uh, where were you performing and spinning? I was a mobile DJ. I was everywhere. <laughs> I was everywhere. I was I was never like a club DJ. I hated just playing in clubs because uh, still the same thing. Um, the clubs will just um, chain you. And you'll never, you'll never get to be the best guy that you want. Music's for the people. You needed to actually be out there with the people because the guys in the club just want a particular style. That's it. Whereas with the people like out there, you would be experimental and do quite a number of things that um, that will be fun. And you eventually get to create new vibes and new songs right there and then whereas in the clubs you just have to play like you know straightforward the particular sound that they want that's it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so back then what is the typical um what, what is your dj name back then i was actually trompy so you you back to what was the typical uh trompy set like back then <laughs> A typical set will be an array um, type of sounds. I will start off with mid-tempo, mid-tempo music. So it's basically your house music or dubstep or not dubstep, but electro music slowed down to um, 45 BPMs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then transition from there to hip hop, from hip hop, um, sometimes R&B first, then hip hop, then Guaido, and then go to house. So I would play all of that, all at the same time. In in an hour, sometimes I would be booked to actually play um, three hours, um, depending on what type of gig. Gigs back then, you would be at a street bash. A street bash, um, you would play an hour set. And and I was said you you need to really entertain the crowd, um, do stuff, do do stunts, um, make scratches, make um, new songs right there and there and all that. Um, all weddings where you would play maybe like four or five hours straight. Um, that's how like I would actually create um, a trompet set. Okay. So it 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 varied. From 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 gig to gig, always. Mm. So at this time, um, were you full time into music now? Yeah. 
So that, I am that, full time in TV. Nah, so that was paying the bills for you. I have I have um, an IT job that actually also pays the bills on the side. Um, I'm, I consult also um, okay. for an IT company, um, and yeah, that's that's another um, source or revenue for 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 paying the bills. Okay. No, I mean, so like in the early two thousands. Where, while you're working well, with Pen and Sword, you're working with no. with Hakeem and Flex Boogie Thanks. and them, and you're DJing. How are you managing to to feed Trumpy? How was Trumpy eating back then? Back then, um, I was still like in IT. I was still a consultant, mm-hmm. and um, I've been like traveling the world. I would just come come back home, um, maybe like for a month or two. Um, do music and then leave again. Do music abroad plus do the consulting abroad also. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, dude, you're quite a heavy nerd. Basically, that's what you're saying right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. Some some people call me a nerd, but yeah. (laughs) So okay. Quite a awkward one. (laughs) So that's what you 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 studied. So you you actually went to school to to study IT. Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. Oh, you see, see, see. As long as I've known you, I don't even know that. You see, you learn something every day. Ah, ah. That's the thing is, I I hide a whole lot of things properly, perfectly. <laughs> so, so you would you wouldn't actually even think that I live in Pretoria. Some guys still think that I still live in in, in Joburg, while I'm not, mm. because they always see me in Joburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So while we're on the subject, listen, my guy. Um, there's this website I went mm-hmm. to, um, mm-hmm. and something got downloaded, and um, I can't really say too much. But now my PC just keeps freezing on like specific images. You know, do you have, do you have any top tips about how to remove that stuff before someone else sees what's stuck on the screen? What's what's stuck on the screen? So you were <laughs> downloading basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Yo, laughs> like in a real life situation, like how many times have your boys hit you up? Like, yo, fam, listen, listen. Um, um, I was trying to, I was trying to download Brazilian butts five, and and, and something like I don't know what happened. <laughs> but something is stuck on the screen. Something is stuck. Just control all delete and. and and tell me exactly where it's stuck on the screen, then go to your processes and kill that process. <laughs> then it'll delete that thing that is stuck on the screen. <laughs> I Else is, if the, the, the machine is, is frozen, then you can actually do a hard, hard reboot. That's, that's a basic that I can actually tell a person. Mm, there you go. There. In layman's terms. There we go. Top tips yeah. from Trumpy. How to delete porn. From your laptop. I mean, this, this is what we do here. We're just, just trying to educate the masses. That's great. <laughs> All right, so let's get back. Let's get back to the music. So now we're early two thousands. Yeah. Early two thousands. Um, the hip hop yeah. scene in SA is starting to. Um, it, it's always been there, but it, it's now starting to like penetrate the mainstream. Um, guys are starting to make it on radio. Get a rough is doing a lot of things. Native Rhythm is doing a few things here. Uh, how is the scene like from your point of view? When did you start to see the scene really start to grow? 
bruh, like it was mid 2000s, early 2000s, it was still hard to actually get in. It was very, very hard to get in. I mean, um, you had groups like um, Bafosa back then, which who released the, the EP, The Brotherhood, in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just, just known in Pretoria predominantly. And mm-hmm. when they actually got their, their shine in Joburg, it was um, mid-2005, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's because that's because they frequented frequented um, Joburg mm-hmm. um, to an extent that now they 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 are seen they are noticed you know um, by then you have your squatter camp that also uh, actually kicking down doors you have optical illusion and and, and I'm talking about groups here mm-hmm. um, by the mm-hmm. time your 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 zubs came through it was most probably if I'm not mistaken 2005 um, where he actually was now like you know put in that bit of commercial phase and then you have um, com- um, compilations that came before that um, your mother link um, um, compilation mm-hmm. um, the quicksilver compilation um, done by 37MPH yeah. uh, that came through. And those were not actually commercial as per se, but in, in our eyes, they footing, footing in, in the door. So, yeah, um, it was difficult. It was very, very difficult to actually jump in. 2007, eight. Things were now like you know looking a little bit better. Um, you had now like your Mawetus coming through. Um, what a camp! I think just won an award back then. Uh, your pro kid, um, also like you know starting to win awards. Your proverbs starting now to actually like you know be, be commercial. Yeah, mid to late 2000s, that's when traction has been actually uh, um, got. Okay. And 2010, 11, if I'm not mistaken, the very first um, hip-hop song to win Song of the Year and the album um, was uh, Kulichana's. Mm. Lost in time. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, lost in time. And yeah, that's when people took hip-hop very, very serious now. Businesses started to to sway their attention from uh, the trends back then to to hip-hop. Okay. All right, I think we've, we've jumped a bit here, but actually now that you've brought it up, um, let's talk about that. So you did work with Kuli Chan on that album. Yes. What what is it like, yes. um, it like knowing that one of the songs the songs you worked on were part of a summer award winning um, project, and what did that mean for you specifically? That album means everything to me, everything to me. Um, for one, the very first song to be recorded for that album is the one that I produced, mm-hmm. and 
the very the only song to be recorded um, overseas for that album um, was produced by me. Oh, okay. And the last video of the released from that album is a song produced by me. <laughs> and on top of and on top of that, you have um, awards that has been won um, on that particular album. And then on top of that, you have I have um, received my first gold plague um, from the artist um, for that particular album. I think I've summed it up by actually just mentioning all that. That album means everything to me. Oh yeah, everything. Okay, when you said it was recorded overseas, is that the time um, Kulu was in London at the Red Bull Studios? Thank you. That's the time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He was recording "Never Grow Up" by then, and yes, um, he actually he actually tweeted me like um, and said, "Check your DM." In the DMs, when I went there, he was like, "Remember that instrumental that you sent?" Blah blah blah. Can you please resend it? I'm actually trying to record my album here, and he only did that one song. That's it. Then he came back, and then that's when he took one of my protégés, um, which is Vic, who was in music art, uh, and they traveled to Cape Town, Red Bull Studios, to um, put finishing touches on the on that uh, on the album itself. Okay, I dope dope. All right, all right. Yeah. So jumping back to like the mid two thousands when hip hop is starting to blow up. Um, you're a producer now, you're a DJ, you're also yeah. a rapper. Um, yeah. And you also got your, your, your IT consultancy thing on the side. When do you start realizing that, okay, I can really start to eat. There's opportunities for me to progress as an artist or a producer or a DJ within hip hop as the scene grows up. Like when do you remember that first big moment being? The first big moment. Oh, was when I actually won the Red Bull, Red Bull competition. Um, mm-hmm. They held the Red Bull competition for um, DJs. Um, I entered that competition through um, a vinyl shop that Glenn Lewis used to own in Pretoria called um, Exquisite Joint. Mm. And um, I actually won for, for Pretoria. And then I actually started traveling with them um, around the country. That's when I saw that this this DJing opportunities going to take me places only if I can um, add on, not just being a DJ and just be um, something more, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's when I rea- that's the time I realized that this is going to be uh, a big payoff. Um, from it actually, yeah. All right, so, so there's, there's some good money from those Red Bull checks. <laughs> yeah, there, 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 there was some big money from that. Okay, there was some big money from that. All right, so like and then later, yeah. I was, I was gonna say, like, once you start making like money in music, what's the first dumb thing you bought? Like, was it a pair of sneaks? Was it leather jacket? Nah. Funny enough, like I reinvested in in my craft uh, <laughs> by by buying um, books 
um, books that taught uh, taught me how to uh, uh, mix properly, mm. mix songs properly, master properly, and then I added by adding um, equipment in my studio. So that's how like I uh, I, I invested. Uh, I forgot about like clothes. I forgot about sneaks and stuff like that. Mm. Nobody likes a responsible rapper, man. Come on, we we need these these <laughs> frivolous expenditures. That's what makes things exciting. <laughs> Those expenditures. I mean, um, last year, last year that's when like I spent, yo, I spent a whole lot of money. Um, one was um, extending part of my house, and then the other one was buying myself a whip, a new whip. So mm. yeah. Mm, okay. those are those are can say like are my kind of expenses <laughs> all right all right all right so you've got a very distinct production style so what has shaped yes. um the type of music you try to produce and how do you make it okay uh <clears throat> the shape um that i actually take at most is is listening from listening old school type of music I listen to quite a number of it, and being old school myself, I use, um, I, I I sample, you know, parts of whatever I'm listening to, mm-hmm. and then I can actually list um use it in my my new production, whatever that I'll I'll be actually working on. Um, maybe I'll be creating just a drum loop out of out of like samples that I actually chopped off from whatever song that I got, and then um, add on new elements or clean elements on there, and just make sure that it 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 becomes way too different than what people perceive as you know new sound or old sound or whatsoever. Just try to to blend the two two worlds, the old school and the new school together and create my own sound from that. Mm, okay, okay. And in terms of like the equipment you use, what have you been using to make your beats since you started? Um, currently, I'm using audio um, trigger, trigger finger mm-hmm. and um, uh, for um, DAW, I use uh, Pro Tools, um, my trusted uh, Fruit Loops 9, mm-hmm. Reason 5, uh, Ableton Live 7, um, Acid 7, and now I've just actually jumped onto Logic again just to, you know, do a comparison of sounds here and there and just change a little bit of what my sound used to be like here and there. So, yeah, like I, I hop from one door to the other at most. Okay, okay, okay. Um, that being said, what would you say has been your biggest beat or biggest song to date? My biggest song to date? Um, I have a couple. Uh, the one that actually is is a crowd favorite is Mahamba Yatwa. Mm. The one that brought in the like the biggest check is money. 
Excuse the pun, but that's yeah. that's true though. Mm, I know I hear though. you, man. Every time I turn on the TV, baby, I'm like, yeah, this, these sync deals are looking nice. These sync deals are looking nice right now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, those two by Kuli Kuli Chana, those mm. those those are like you know the best. Um, and then I have one or two that you find on series and so forth. Um, I had, I had one song that is, that is on, on a movie as a mm-hmm. movie score, um, as a theme song actually called friends. Um, they are teamed okay. up with my, my best rapper friend called, um, Envy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's been one hell of a dope joint. Until this day, we're still actually performing it, and the crowd is going crazy. And we are about to actually release uh, another song. I'm hoping that um, you guys can actually put it up on your side. Um, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. <laughs> Speaking of that, like you, you recently did like a, a whole rework of Luan Star's EP. What, what, yeah. what, what is the plan behind that? It, I actually, okay. Initially, when I um, when I contacted Lonster, it was it was just a, a matter of I loved his music and w- wanted to work with him. And mm-hmm. he said he actually thought that I was joking. And I was like, Nah, man. You know what? Um, if you're working on something, send me your emails. Let me just send you um, instrumentals. Mm-hmm. And he did that. I sent him like a bunch of instrumentals, like maybe like four or five or something. I hate sending more than five, actually. Mm-hmm. So he chose one, and he worked on it, and that's what they call he calls the routine, and he okay. put it on his EP. Um, I listened to the whole EP for like week weeks on end. Um, it dropped, I think, on August. And then late November, I contacted him again. I was like, you know what? Just send me acapellas to the whole EP. Just want to rework everything. Mm. He, he again thought that I was joking. <laughs> and, and I took everything within 16 days. Within 16 days, I had all songs remixed. I had all songs mastered, mixed and mastered. I had all songs released within 16 days. Mm. And the, the plan there was just to give my fans and his fans a different taste on both worlds. And obviously, I'm showing the, the commercial guys that even if you didn't give me those acapellas that I asked for like some time back. This is actually what I want to do with your acapellas so that the, your, your people can have a variety of sounds coming from you. So, yeah, that was, that was just me playing, playing around. And, and I'm glad that Lanza actually understood the concept of doing that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And how has it been received since you released it? Jesus, man. Jesus, man. I haven't had a bad review about that EP. Like, the remix EP. I haven't ever 
had a bad review ever. I think that's that's one EP that can stand um, the test of time. Mm. It's a it's a classic by itself. Look, hey, I mean, Ronster wow. is a is a very is a very uh, um, talented um, rapper, and us merging and doing this was the best thing ever. Hmm. Um, you've also got a couple of new songs out. Um, yep. D- despite d- despite the controversy, uh, we got a song with Fifi. <laughs> Ish, bro. <laughs> there's 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 a story behind that. There's a story behind that. That is why I I can't actually say much um on that. Oh really? Um, okay. yeah. Um, that that song that song was supposed to have come out long time and. The moment when I dropped it, there's things that happened behind the scenes that I can't actually disclose that pushed me not to 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 be like you know all hyped up about it. So it really killed my joy to 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 um, release a song and not be able to to push it the way I want to push it. Man, Ish. yeah, there's always there's always a lot going on behind the scenes, man. But uh, at, at least you're getting that workout, my guy. Yeah, that's that's most important. Uh, that's um, most important. Actually, I also got um a text from Osmic a few weeks back. And he was he was like yeah. um he put out a call for for artists to submit beats and a beat tape and somehow you got yeah. involved in that project. Tell us about that. Well, Osmic called me out online um some time back and he was like, Hey bro, um I needed to do an EP, put mm-hmm. a new artist on it, and uh, I will do the same, and we'll release it on the same day. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Dude, six joints. Maybe if he could have told me about a double CD or something, I would have been like, huh, yeah, let me just think about it or something. But six joints, I can do that in my sleep. I can do that in... Look, listen to this dude. Listen to this dude right now, man. No, I'm serious because because in a week I was already done. Oh, so you're just waiting in for us big now? <laughs> I've been waiting. I mean, like <laughs> even when even when they dropped sleeves online, I, I was looking at the sleeves and already they knew that behind closed doors I actually previewed my sleeve already. I gave them my sleeve. I was like, okay, this is my sleeve. I was the first one in that whole challenge to drop a sleeve behind closed doors. And then a week later, that's when they dropped their sleeves. And I'm like, guys, come on. I got this. You know, I got this. All right, all right, all right. All right. So we look forward to that, man. I think on that note, uh, yeah. we can end this, but we're going to have to have a, another interview another sometimes just to, you know, get even deeper. Cause you know, I like I like I like breaking down the nerd stuff and seeing how you make beats and seeing how you DJ set and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. I always always throw DJ sets online, hmm. and I I did a DJ set called Genuar Mix. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, bro. Yo, bro. Like people have been loving that mix. Have been loving that mix. Jay Stash also um, requested for me to. Um, do a mix for his uh, for his birthday party, which I won't be available for. 
and I dropped him like four mixes, four mm. 30, mix, uh, 30 minutes mixes of various, um, uh, what do you call it, genres. And he's, he's wilding out. He's wilding out. But otherwise, Jay Stash knows that uh, March 10th, which is also my birthday, um, everybody needs to drop their March 10th EP. And let's see, let's see um, whose EP is, is great <laughs> or better. All right, my guy. All right, my guy. Thank you so much for taking out the time to talk to us. Why don't you let, let our fans know where they can get hold of you on social media and email and so forth? Well, on social media, everywhere is at Beatmochene. That's B-E-A-T-M-O-C-H-I-N-I. Uh-huh. And email is uh, Beatmochene at gmail.com. That's B-E-A-T-M-O-C-H-I-N-I at gmail.com. All right. All right. Bless my guy. Thank thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I All appreciate right. it. Man. Yeah. yeah man. All right. Cool. African hip hop blog.